Welcome to the Jesus Never Ran podcast, where we focus on people who are taking time in their lives to make a difference in this world. This week, we take a break from the interviews, and we figure out if we want a king or not. If you're trying to go after something and your finances are not in order, you are sunk before you even start. That's why our sponsor, Kathy Jensen, is here to help. Each day, we are reminded of the role our faith plays in our lives. But does it play a role in our finances as well? Now, for the members of Thrivent Financial, it does. For over a century, Thrivent has been helping Christians blend faith, finances, and generosity. Because it's not just about making more, it's about doing more for your family, your church, and community. Learn more about Thrivent's unique mission by calling Kathy Jensen, Thrivent Financial Representative at 715-231-1662. Disclosures, licensed agent producer of Thrivent Financial, marketing name for Thrivent Financial for Lutherans, registered representative of Thrivent Investment Management Incorporated. Thrivent.com slash disclosures. Happy day, everyone. I hope you're doing phenomenal today. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure that you have a dream or an idea in your head, and I would love to help you get that out and get it to become a reality. So check out www.jesusneverran.com and go to The Walking Club, and we'll work together to accomplish what you are trying to do. Interviews are incredible, and I love hearing all of the stories that we get to hear on this podcast, but every once in a while, we back off and we check out a story from the Bible that helps us get some perspective as we're trying to slow down our life and as we're trying to speed our, up our dreams. We need some perspective. And to this point, every story that we've done or every story that we've read or looked at has to do with Jesus. This one's different. This one we're going to dig back several thousand years and look at a story from the Old Testament of the Bible in the book of First Samuel. So let's dig in. Cue the background music. Ooh, that's good and ominous. That'll work just fine. So all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah. They said to him, You are old, and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now appoint a king to lead us, such as all the other nations have. But when they said, Give us a king to lead us, this displeased Samuel. So he prayed to the Lord, and the Lord told him, Listen to all the people are saying to you. It is not you they have rejected, but they have rejected me as their king. As they have done from the day I brought them out of Egypt until this day, forsaking me and serving other gods, so they are doing to you. Now listen to them, but warn them solemnly, and let them know what a king who will reign over them will do. Samuel told all the words of the Lord to the people who were asking him for a king. He said, this is what the king who will reign over you will do. He will take your sons and make them serve with his chariots and horses, and they will run in front of his chariots. Some he will assign to be commanders of thousands and commanders of fifties, and others to plow his ground and reap his harvest, and still others to make weapons of war and equipment for his chariots. He will take your daughters to be perfumers and cooks and bakers. He will take the best of your fields and vineyards and olive groves and give them to his attendants. He will take a tenth of your grain and of your vintage and give it to his officials and attendants. 
your men servants and maid servants and the best of your cattle and donkeys he will take for his own use he will take a tenth of your flocks and you yourselves will become his slaves when that day comes you will cry out for relief from the king you have chosen but the lord will not answer you in that day but the people refused to listen to samuel no they said we want a king over us then we will be like all other nations with a king to lead us and to go out before us and fight our battles. When Samuel heard all the people said, he repeated it to the Lord. The Lord answered, listen to them and give them a king. I definitely felt like my reading had, you know, more more emotion in it with that daunting music in the background. So I, I hope that you got out of that what I got out of it. That was intense. Hey, so much that we can grab from this story. This is a story that's thousands of years old, but it's so relevant to us today. And the first thing that we want to point out here is that the Israelites had a specific purpose and plan in this world. God had chosen them and there was a reason for it and he was using them to do incredible things. I mean, this is the group of people that he saved from slavery in Egypt, brought through the Red Sea, parted the waters. They're in the desert. He was magically feeding them. I mean, all sorts of crazy things happened because God was using this group of people for a specific purpose. Same is true of all of us. God has put us here on this earth with a specific gift set and a specific purpose. That doesn't mean you know, there's one thing that you have to do and it's just that one thing. And if you mess it up, you're, you know, too bad for you and God's going to frown upon you. Not that at all, but God's definitely got a purpose for you being here. And uh, it's really important to realize what that is, understand what it is and realize why you are here on this earth. So if that's the case, then that gives us some solid ground to stand on. And the Israelites were choosing not to pay attention to that because what they started doing is they started looking around and they, they had been through some hardship. This, was, this calling that they had on their lives was not an easy calling. So they started looking around and, and noticing what other nations were doing and they started thinking, hmm, that, that, looks, that looks a little bit more secure than what we're doing. This thing's crazy that we got going on. These guys have this person in charge. He just lays down the law. Everybody knows what they're supposed to do. That sounds great. And so they ask Samuel for a king. And I can tell you from my story that there's moments in my life because doing what I do and doing it the way that I do it has its challenges to say the least. It has a ton of upside, but there's definitely challenges along the way. And when things aren't going as well as I want them to, or when things are hard or when things are tight, the first temptation that I have is to look around and notice what everybody else is doing. And then there's always like a small voice in the back of my head that's saying, ah, that just seems easier. That seems more secure. They look like they have it together. But I know because I've been there that that is not where I fit. So if I would go into a normal nine to five job or I'd work for uh, somebody else, uh, you know, it just wouldn't work for me. It, it hasn't worked that well in the past. And so even though those temptations are there, I need to recognize them for what they are and keep going, keep my head down, focus on my purpose and move forward. Now, when you are going to go into something, when you are going to go after a passion, one thing that's really important to think about is can you see yourself doing this for the long haul? 
because the immediate is really, really exciting. You know, when I thought about doing this podcast, the idea of like having my voice out there and having something to say and interviewing really cool people, like the immediate of that sounded amazing. And I could see myself doing a podcast or a few podcasts. But in order for this to be successful, it's week in and week out. And so for several months, I just thought on that and I meditated on that idea. Am I going to be able to keep up this energy this passion and this drive week in and week out for years to come. And I thought about it and I thought about it and at the end of the day, I obviously decided that I was willing to do that. But whatever you're doing, take that same approach and ask yourself, okay, I know I can see myself doing this for the immediate, but can I see myself doing it for the long haul that is going to be needed to make it successful? And I think the Israelites were caught in that place. They're thinking, Oh, I don't know if I have any more gas in the tank. What are other people doing? Let's just do that. Focus on your calling. Focus what you, on what you think you're here to be doing. Focus on that thing that you really want to be doing. Think about if you can do it for the long haul and then just stay there. People that make a huge difference in this world, they make a huge difference because they do a lot of small things over a long period of time. So in this, those moments of doubt, in those moments of freak out, in the, those moments of I can't possibly do this any longer. Center yourself, slow down, listen to that voice deep inside of you that got this whole thing started. Stop looking around because it's a facade. I can tell you those people that seem like they're better off than you are likely aren't. You don't know their story. You don't know what they're going through. All you are in control of is yourself. So focus on what you're doing and stick to it. We all know that phrase, the grass is always greener on the other side, but it's a lie because the truth is, is the grass is the greenest wherever you water it. The late self-help guru Wayne Dyer said, when you're just like everyone else, you've nothing to offer other than your conformity. Man, that is just true. When you're like everybody else, what do you have to offer that's unique to this world? The reality is we all grow up in some, some way along the journey, we realize that if we act a certain way, then we'll fit in. Or if we look a certain way, then we'll fit in. But the people that we end up talking about aren't the people that work on fitting in. They're the people that do exactly the opposite. So whatever you're doing, just don't even worry about it. Don't worry about if you fit in or not. You know, the, the Israelites, they just wanted to fit in. They wanted to do what everybody else was doing. And when they told Samuel that, it just didn't sit well with him. And the obvious reason is because he knew that they had a unique purpose in this world. Here's a case in point. So if we go to a story about Jesus, there's a time about a week before Jesus dies. When he comes into a city and there's this whole group of people and they all hail him as a king. They're putting palm branches down in front of him. They're believing that he's this, this person that's going to save them from their current reality. And then we go about a week down the road and there's a group of people that's yelling, crucify him, crucifying him, wanting Jesus to be killed. Now, because of the same Jewish festival was going on over the span of that entire week, I can almost guarantee you that the same people that were hailing him as king were a part of the group 
that were yelling, crucify him. That is what conformity can look like when it gets to its ugly place. So yes, it can be appealing, but it's definitely not something that we want to focus on. We really want to dig into our true God-given identity and make sure that we focus in on that no matter if nobody else gets it. There's been times when I've done things that I was convinced that, that God was leading me in and nobody else seemed to understand it. Yet as it unfolded itself, it made sense to other people, but it made sense to me early on. And so it's really important to understand that whatever you sense deep within you, that's the voice that you listen to. And yes, you want good voices in your life. You want mentors. You want people speaking into your life. But don't listen to the masses. They've got nothing good to say. Listen to that voice deep inside you and listen to the people closest to you. Because at the end of the day, even though conformity might be appealing, it's almost never the right answer. We can be such stubborn people and I will absolutely put myself in that statement. And so when I read this story about the Israelites, it's easy to step back and say, man, they're crazy. But at the end of the day, there's part of me that can really relate to them. And this is what I mean. Sometimes I'll get my mind made up on doing something a certain way and nobody can talk me off of the cliff. And the Israelites, they have this idea, we want to do what other people are doing, we want this king, blah, blah, blah. They tell Samuel, Samuel's like, that's not a good idea, I'm going to pray about it. He comes back and he says, all right, if you do this, if you get your king, here's what he's going to do. He's going to have your kids work for them. Okay, well, everybody's probably thinking, all right, I want my kids to be employed. And then he says, uh, and he's going to take a bunch of your stuff and you're going to have to give him the best of everything you have. He's going to take the people that work for you. And by the way, you're going to become his slaves. You would think by that point, the people would say, oh, yeah, maybe that's too much. Let's just stick to what we're doing and not go with the whole king thing that we talked about. But they didn't. They said, nope, we want a king. We'll take it. And for hundreds of years after that, they dealt with the consequences. So if we can learn anything from this story, let's make sure that we learn not to be so stinking stubborn. And when voices of reason come into our lives, let's listen to them. Don't listen to the mob. Don't listen for the sake of conformity. Listen to the people that are closest to you. Listen to the people that care about you and what you're doing. And make sure you pause every once in a while. When you're so set on that one thing that you just want to drive it home no matter what anybody says, just pause. Just stop. Give yourself a day or a week or a month to really think about it. Because there's decisions that you could make today that could cause your dream to fail. There's decisions that you could make today that could cause your name to be compromised. There's decisions that you could make today that you'll be fighting against for years and years to come. So don't be so stinking stubborn. And I'm talking to myself a bit here. Don't be so stubborn. Pause from time to time. You don't have to do it right away. Listen to the voice of reason. Take a breath. And then make the decision. final thing for today is that God just might give you what you ask for. 
Now this isn't universal. God's not always going to give you what you ask for. You just can't expect to ask for something and then it just plops in your lap. That's not how he works. But God just might give you what you ask for, even if it's not what's best for you. So in this situation, the Israelites, they ask for a king. Samuel doesn't feel good about it. And he prays about it. And then he comes back to him. He gives them a zillion reasons why they shouldn't have a king. And yet still they say, nope, we actually want to do what everybody else is doing. And we want that king. And what does God do? God says, all right, give them a king. And he does. And it ends up being a situation that they have to deal with the consequences of for years and years to come. So God might just give us what we ask for. And when I think about my own situation, I'm a parent. And there's been times when I feel like I've had good advice for my kids, but they've chosen not to take it because they just had this thing where they had to figure it out on their own. Sometimes that's how we are. We're stubborn and we just just need to figure things out on our own. And God will sometimes say, okay, well, you can have what you're asking for, even though it's a horrible idea. And when he gives it to you, it's probably going to be hard. And it's probably going to come with a good amount of hurt. Look, I don't want this to scare you from doing something spectacular. I don't want you to say, well, you know, Matt said God just might give us what we ask for. So don't ask for the wrong thing. You know, this is a world of wonder. We're not always going to know if we're asking for the right thing or the wrong thing. But let's just make sure that we're taking the correct steps before we jump into whatever it is that we're wanting to jump into. Let's make sure we're not doing it for the wrong motives, not doing it out of our stubbornness. But when we have an idea, when we have a thought, we take it to the right people and we pray about it and we think about it. And then we make a wise decision when and how to move forward with it. When we look at the Israelites, they have this idea in their head. Number one, the idea was for just the worst reason in the world. They wanted what they wanted because it was what everybody else was doing and it looked easier to them. And then they got wise counsel from Samuel and actually straight from the word of God, from the mouth of God. And, and they heard it, but they didn't listen to it. And they still asked for that thing. And so they were being stubborn, they had the wrong intentions, and it was doomed for failure. And they got what they asked for, and it ended up hurting them in the long run. So make sure our motives are right, make sure we're asking the right questions to the right people, and then when we have a sense of peace about it, and we know that it's the right thing to do, then take that leap of faith. We'll so often hear this phrase that I'm using, this leap of faith, and we think, well, this is a blind thing. I've got this idea and I close my eyes and I go. No, that's not how you do it at all. It's this thing where you get an idea, you pray about it, you think about it, you talk to people about it, and then you get to this place where you believe it so deeply inside of you that then you move forward, then you take the leap. So let's learn from a story that's thousands of years old that can teach us such a valuable lesson today. Let's not do what everybody else is doing and let's let everybody else have their king to themselves. If this resonated with you today and you really wanna do things the right way to accomplish that thing that you desperately wanna do, go to www.jesusneverran and join the walking club. So many times this world is against us, but I am for you. The Walking Club is for you. It's a monthly video series that's going to help you accomplish that thing that you so desperately want to bring into this world.
Doing great things can be awfully difficult. That's why it's so important that we take time to enjoy ourselves. One of my favorite things to do is to hang out with some of my favorite people on my front porch, enjoying my favorite beverage from Infinity Beverages. You can order right off their website at www.infinitybeverages.com or if you are in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, stop by their tasting room and get a tour with winemaker Matthew Rick. That's Infinity Beverages, www.infinitybeverages.com. Proud sponsors of Jesus Never Ran and of Dreamers Everywhere.